Hello. Welcome. It's beer o'clock. It's time for drunken time travel. It's Saturday night. Do you feel alright? No. Well, you know what would cheer you up? What? Shadow puppets. Yes. Alright, I'm going to do my favourite shadow puppet now. Go on, man. This is right. Alright, you ready? It's not bad. This one's better. Okay. That is the most awesome... I mean, not just shadow puppets. All puppets. That is better than all puppets. You didn't think I could do that one, did you? No. I think it might be the... I mean... Mm. Better than Muppets, even. Can you imagine Shadow Muppets? Shadow Muppets? Yeah. No. No. This is the problem with the world today. A bit, a bit rubbish. It'll not be anywhere near as good as uh, what we've just done. No. What, what, what so, could be? Shadow Puppets on the radio. What could be... I mean, there's nothing would beat that. Nothing. Not a thing. Anyway, on my left, a man who keeps running away whenever I throw antimatter at him. It's Irish Gav. On my right, a man who is made of snips and snails and puppy dog's tails and various biopolymers. It's English Gav. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good to be here. Our so, what? Hello. Now I was just going to say our official tedious link beers this week, or all the beers. All the beers. Yes, we have uh, Deval Triple. Yep, which we're drinking this very moment. Yes, uh, we have also had uh, a Mayan. Yes, I think it's called the Mayan. The Mayan. Yeah, yep, don't get confused. Which was a Chipotle stout. Yes, with with chocolate, a chocolate chipotle stout. Yeah, and a triple caramel light or something. I might. Well, that's another trip. Yeah, we would have got three triples, but we'd be dead. Mm. <laughs> Says you. Says me. Yes. <laughs> also, we have to record a podcast, which is the main thing. I mean, it is called drunken time travel, but. There are limits. <laughs> there are no limits. <laughs> there are never limits. Are you too unlimited? <clears throat> I certainly don't have the money. No. However little that would be, no. I don't have it. No. No, no. <laughs> this is the kind of comedy you come here for. Specific 80s comedy. <laughs> So uh, yes, but we've got we've got two triples and we're doing three beers because we're doing season ten, episode one, episode one, the three doctors. Mm. That's right. We've pretty much been doing ten years of this. What we're we going to do for the five doctors? <laughs> we're going to die. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. Uh, I, I don't know. We're going to drink four beers, and one of them is going to be a waxwork. Cool. Very specific reference there. So yeah. we're going to die then? Yes. Yes we are. If we're going to drink a rock work. 
Oh, Roxburgh. Roxburgh. <laughs> Are you doing Scooby-Doo impressions now? <laughs> Roxburgh. Apparently. Uh, yeah, the Three Doctors. So I'd like mm -hmm. to hear about the Three Doctors. Um, I'm just the man to tell you about it. Well, I will call you Mr. Synopsis and I'll ask you to take it away. Take it away. Indeed I shall. <laughs> Episode 1. Professor Tyler sees a man at the lake and decides to go say hello. But when he gets there, the man is gone. Sounds like a case for unit. As the brig goes into the next room to laugh at him, actually, the prof has discovered a beam of light travelling traveling superluminally, an energy monster appears and teleports the prof away, then Bessie and an assortment of office equipment. <laughs> then it turns into Invasion of the Flams and Benton uses his first visit in the TARDIS to take shelter. Over at Time Lord Central, they're a bit concerned about the black hole this beam is coming from. It's an antimatter force and is stealing all their time travel powers and will destroy the universe eventually. Thusly, they can't spare the manpower to help the Doctor, so they decide to break the first law of time and interfere with the social development of the Doctor. <laughs> or something like that thing. They bring the second Doctor out of his timeline to help, but because they keep arguing, they bring in the best Doctor to sort out the dandy and the clown. He tells them that it's the antimatter creature that is acting as a time bridge, so the third Doctor runs out, and Joe follows, and they both disappear. Episode 2 Yes, Gav? Best Doctor! <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Yes. We will talk about this later. While the Time Lords argue over the energy spent helping the Doctor, they discover Third has passed over the event horizon of the Black Hole, and so are dead. Apart from their not, they're in a quarry surrounded by Flans, Office Equipment, Bessie, and Prof Tyler. The Flans find them and take them to their leader, and they didn't even ask either. Back with the TARDIS, the Second says he can't contact the Third because antimatter. So he devises an antimatter vibrator which excites the creature even more, leading the brig to take his first trip in the TARDIS too. Best Doctor reappears and tells Second to turn off the force field so the creature can get to the TARDIS. It then disappears along with the whole of Unit HQ. Episode 3 Step Forward Omega a Time Lord of Legend, long thought to have been destroyed during a brave and successful mission and revered as a hero and the man who brought the gift of time to the Time Lords, now wants to return to his people he has enlisted the help of the Doctor. Or Omega, the idiot Time Lord the others sent to sacrifice in the heart of an exploding star so they could gain the power of time and then laughed at him and now they will finally pay the price. Let's go with the last one. Anyway, the brig wanders off on his own and finds the man in the lake. Third and Co. join Second and Co. Omega explains that they can only exist in this antimatter world because the energy creature has properties that allow it and whatever it touches to exist in both dimensions without exploding. And this world only exists because Omega's will. So a battle of wills against the Doctor it is which basically amounts to a wrestling match with Gollum's brother. <laughs> Episode 4 Omega releases Third from his death grip. 
he does need his help after all, and he doesn't have enough power by himself to escape the singularity he's living in. The doctors agree to help him, but then discover that Omega doesn't actually exist. He just insists he exists, so he sort of exists, but not really. Obviously, he doesn't take finding out that he doesn't exist very well, and threatens to destroy all the things. Wait, wasn't he already destroying everything with his black old beam thing? The best doctor appears again for a psyche brainstorm session, and they build a thingy out of the second's recorder, and tells Omega they figured out a way to make him not be not existing. But he must release everyone else first. Everybody leaves one by one, as though they're leaving the show for good or something. Three cups of coffee later, they're finally left, and the Doctor hands over the thingy, which Omega throws on the floor. Apparently, the recorder is somehow the only thing that the creature hasn't touched, and when it touches the antimatter floor, everything explodes and returns to normal. The Time Lords then give the Doctor back his dematerialization circuit back, and his time travel knowledge. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He, he, yeah, he looks annoyed, but that might be the mask, to be honest with you. His mask does look rather annoyed. Yeah, he's just angry all the time. Mm. I think he I think he got his mask from the same people who made the Cybermen's mask. It was probably the same department that made it. Well, the Department of Evil Villains. Masks. Masks. At me. Oh, it's on the internet now, is it? Yeah. Why the covers it will I be placed. I imagine in the future. I often imagine in the future. But in the present, I'm just finding it very difficult to. I I do love that Omega doesn't exist, and the only way he exists is that his his sheer force of will still thinks he exists. <laughs> I exist, therefore I am. I I don't exist, but I do. Therefore, I don't know what. I exist. At one point, he basically says, "I destroy, therefore I am." <laughs> Which is always good. Yeah, he, he don't quite say that, but almost. He pretty much says that. Don't deny that. Don't I, deny I, I, me that. I will. Uh, yeah, and there's a bit where... Well, uh, I believe you're referring to... You, you want to to talk, the Battle of Wills. Yeah, where it was the Third Doctor and the... When we... When we just, yeah, he, yeah, he said he had to, because we will have a battle of wills, but you will face my dark side. Yeah, the dark side of his mind. Yeah, which is just this golem troll thing. <laughs> and they have a wrestling match on floor. <laughs> the golem troll thing that thinks it's a cat. And it gets the third doctor into a sleeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donna White comes in. And that's about it. it. It's also in slow motion as well. Yeah, just to, you know, make it more exciting. Mm. No way, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so it faces the dark side mm. of his mind, but surely there is no dark side of his mind, as his mind keeps revolving, so you always see part of it. Uh, and also, it doesn't have a mind, because, no. It doesn't exist? Softer, yeah? Yeah, I don't that, know. That, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So yeah, the the uh, the energy creature all, what was specifically sent after the Doctor, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. So I was wondering specifically why. the third Doctor, apparently. Yeah. So I was wondering why it was specifically targeting the Doctor, isn't it? Apparently, it was. Yeah, I but don't yeah, know. Yeah, um, but yeah, apparently Omega sent it to bring him back. What? Why he targeted the third Doctor? I don't know. Well, I didn't like him. The stupid hairdo. Could have picked on any Time Lord. Maybe he thought because the Time Lords have fucked him over. I think because he was, yeah, and they fucked him over. Yeah. So he'll screw the kindred third... Kindred spirit. He'll, he'll, yeah, kindred spirit, and he'll screw the third doctor over. So it'll be... No, that's not right. <laughs> Surely if they've both been fucked over, they would team up and fight them or something. Yeah. Well, that's what he wanted. He wanted to team up with him to help defeat the... Uh, but apparently his wolves. ultimate thing was, like, you can stay here and I'll leave. Except I can't leave because well, yeah. I don't exist. There is literally just me in this mask. <laughs> there is literally just this mask. Me in my mask. Which is the title of his autobiography. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Who does he? But he's an excuse because he didn't exist. <laughs> Your plan was a bit shit. I don't exist. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't exist. So yeah, his uh, his Omega World, or, or yeah, he's pretty much existed over the event horizon of a black hole. Mm. Have you ever wondered what's over the event horizon of a black hole? Yeah, it's a quarry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not good. So that's all good. I've seen lots of uh, event horizons. Oh, of the event horizons and the problem. Have you just watched Event Horizon with Sam Neill several times? Is that what you mean? Possibly no. <laughs> Possibly no. no. Why would I do that? But yeah, also on Amiga Word they had the quite uh, repetitive subtle music, which I liked. I don't think it was quite subtle though. Well, it, it's not well, like the Dalek or the Tardis subtle. It, it was a bit more in your face. Well, compared to the rest of the music in that show, <laughs> it was subtle. <coughs> compared to the dark side of Omega's mind, it was subtle. Maybe. Compared to being beaten around the head. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is pretty much compared every to Hitler. Compared <laughs> to oh, uh, <laughs> you had to bring Hitler into it, didn't you? Why not? It's apparently a rule. Yes. Godwin's rule, I believe it's called. There, I remember. Ah uh, yeah. But anyway, one thing I did like about Omega's world, the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> I 
reminds me, it makes me think of something, but I don't know what it is. I keep saying this, why do I keep saying it like that? <laughs> <laughs> or like Omega-3. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the flans that I was referring to, the, the light blobs, they, they remind me of the flans from Final Fantasy. If, uh, Everything any reminds of our listeners. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. Everything reminds you of something is is obviously true. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought they looked like cute little owl creatures. They weren't like menacing at all. Well, they were just blobs. They were the nineteen seventies equivalent of adipose. They're not like you. Have you have you got one of them yet, man? No. I want one. I know you do. Big giant one. I'll do a big giant one. A big giant one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you then try and throw it over a wall? No. That would be weird. Yeah. What would Wh you do why that would for? I do that? What would you do that for? Why would you bring that up? Yeah. I'll just take weird. it to bed with <laughs> And then suffocate as a license top of you. Yeah. And then throw it over a wall. That's, that's what living with someone's like. Dare, um. <laughs> but the Time Lords, then? What about the Time Lords, then? Yeah. Apparently, they're, uh, I believe it's the first time we've been introduced to the first law of time. It is, yes. So, essentially, I was going to say yeah. no, it isn't, but then the other law of time that we've been introduced to was don't interfere with other people or something. No, that's, that sounds wrong. Yeah. Don't interfere <laughs> with other races. But yeah, we were introduced to the first law of time and broken it in the same uh, episode as well. What, what, what is, is... Well, even within the same sentence, actually. <laughs> I am breaking the first law of time. <laughs> and what is the first law of time? That you can't meet yourself in the past or something. You can't meet your own yeah. thing. Something like that. Pretty much. Yeah, we arrange those words into sentences. But the Doctor's already done that like twice now, I think, hasn't he? Before this. The third Doctor's met himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't think the second Doctor has, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, what are the other laws of time? Apart from them two. <laughs> I mean, surely there has to be. Whatever they are, they seem quite flexible. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Because we'll just travel back in time and just undo what we just did. Excellent. Weird thing is, the Time Lords seemed like quite garish in colour. Do you think? Yeah, I thought they did. Maybe. But then they just have black and white TVs. Yeah. So how do they watch snooker? They don't watch snooker. They don't like snooker. They, they've gone beyond it. It's not what they're evolving. <laughs> We've evolved beyond snooker. <laughs> Too many colours. Yeah, now we just break every law. Yeah, that's why. Mm -hmm. Because they were playing snooker and then they kept breaking all the laws. And then they invented time travel somehow.
But we, we pretty much saw two main Time Lordy type characters. A Chancellor Leader type guy yeah. and another guy yeah. who seemed to make all the decisions. <laughs> yeah. Which was weird. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the well, Chancellor well, Leader... It's not quite weird. Isn't that how most businesses work? What, the leader? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ah, uh, satire. <laughs> the man on top doesn't know a fucking thing. Everybody else underneath him runs it. Well, yeah, he didn't seem to know anything. Because the other guy was telling him things, yeah. and he would just say, Are you saying? And then you repeat what he was saying. Yeah. Yes. And then say something else. Are you saying? Yes! Jesus! Like talking to a Time Lord parrot. Here's the thing. What what is the thing? What is the thing? I don't understand. Right, the whole thing with the first and the second Doctor when we were watching them was the Time Lords. I, I got the impression the Time Lords couldn't find them. They couldn't find the f the first and second Doctors. That's why they've never been taken for trial. Because mm. yeah, that's why in war games, whenever he contacted them and then tried to run away, they they knew where he was then, and then they took him in for a trial. Okay. Right. Right. So, why are they? Shouldn't they want them for a trial then? Surely they should want the second Doctor in to be tried for the offence of uh, but, trying to interfere. But they've already tried him by then? No, but they hadn't tried him by then. They've sentenced him. Ooh. So you're saying they've sentenced the second Doctor yeah. and then they send him to the future to see the third Doctor? Something like that. Do you see what I'm saying? It's all a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> but then the first Doctor, why are they using him? Surely they should try him then. The, the, because he's already been tried. The first Doctor and hasn't. They're taking the first Doctor it's all out of the same his timeline. Yeah, but they're taking him out of it. Yeah, but this yes, is, to help this himself. Is, this is an earlier version of the Doctor. They could have easily took him, taken no, took it, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Three different versions of the Third Doctor. Yes. And that would be a bit boring, but... It would have been boring, <laughs> but it would have made more sense. <laughs> it wouldn't, because you need the, uh, the different skills and abilities of his other personalities. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that as well later. Yeah. So that's 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 why you go I for the mix film. From that respect, but over the course of his three lives so far he has been sentenced, tried and sentenced. He has. So there's no need to go back and try the first or the second when as his current incarnation as a third he has already had that done. Okay. Right, okay, I can accept that. Let's move on to Professor Tyler. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, when uh, he got captured on uh, planet Omega. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> Just too good to annoy me now. Yeah, when he, when he got captured on there is... Uh, Who's he, this? Professor Teeler? Is this? Yeah, Professor Teeler. <laughs> Professor Teeler. <laughs> we can all say things weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he wants to escape as he's been uh, brought to the leader. Yes. As I'm calling him now. Well, as, yeah. as well you should. Yeah. And... Uh, he decides the, his best chance of escaping and getting back to Earth is not with the Doctor, the professional time traveller, but by himself. He reckons he can do a better job by himself than with the intergalactic time travelling superstar that is the Doctor. And this is the guy that basically left the expensive monitoring equipment by the lake. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. What a uh, what, what a buffoon! Yeah. So essentially, uh, he he didn't manage to escape, but fell into the old routine of escape and then recapture. Thus wasting, thus <laughs> wasting time in this lengthy five minutes of an episode. Yeah, only five minutes of this lengthy four episode uh, story. <laughs> You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the beer interlude. Excellent. I wasn't going to sing, but I decided. Well, you've got to sing. I don't have to. I don't do it at home. It's, it's, it's my beer. <laughs> yeah, three beers. We will mm. talk of the first one, the Mayan. The Mayan. Which the, was the... the chocolate chili stout. Yes. Mm. I could definitely taste the chili and the spice in it. Yeah, well, it wasn't, like, no. a lot. No, it was only a hint of it. Not like it burnt your mouth or it was uncomfortable or anything mm. like that. It was just there. <laughs> But you you could tell that somebody had put a bit of spice into oh, it. Oh yeah, I could tell that just from yeah. the back of my throat. The uh, the chocolate was quite a nice flavour, I thought. Mm. Half chocolate. Because sometimes when I you got a hint of nutmeg in it as well. I For didn't me, was that? Maybe it was just coming. I don't know whether there was actually any nutmeg in it, but maybe coming. It, it just tasted like it tastes like there's some nutmeg in this. Well, I, I got the chocolate and just thought well, that was a nice chocolate taste because sometimes with these stouts you can have chocolate and it's a bit, I don't know, uh, hot chocolatey with lots and lots of water. You know, it's not, you can barely mm. taste it. Yeah. But, but there, was, there was a nice flavour of it in this one, I thought. Well, yeah, I, I thought all the flavours and it complemented each other quite well. I, I did enjoy this one. Yeah. I'm happy to get a sticker. I, I would be happy. All three have to get a sticker, though, for them to get a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? 
No, I am quite happy to give the Mayan a sticker. Which was inspired by a Mayan recipe, apparently. I'm dubious about that, but there you are. Well, you can be inspired by anything. It doesn't have to resemble it. Yes, they probably just looked at the Mayan recipe for something and thought, well, it's a bit wank. Let's do, let's do, let's do a beer of chocolate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, uh, the second of our beers was Triple Carmelite. Yes. Um, it sounds like a good enough approximation of the word. Yep, I thought so. It tastes like a strong Belgian beer. And it, yeah, it was alright. I, I don't think it actually tasted that strong for a... Supposed to be in flavour wise, not alcohol wise. Did you not feel like you were in flavour country then? No. I weren't too impressed with this one. I thought it was a bit weak taste wise. I just thought it was alright. And maybe a bit fizzy. Huh? There wasn't, you know, anything. There was not much flavour to it. Yeah, it tastes like a cheap knockoff of a chappy stale or something. Um, yeah, that, that's. Because I looked at the label and thought, well, at least you know, it's in Belgium, at least it seems like it's the real thing. But yeah, that was definitely what I was afraid of. Yeah, just a cheap, unimpressive, uh, strong Belgian beer. Or Belgian style. I don't even know if it is from Belgium. It says it is, so I'm going to. It says it is, but you can't trust beers these days. <laughs> so nothing for that one from me nothing no and the last one Gav it is uh, Duvel Triple Hop I think it's called Duvel yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the Equinox uh, 2015 brew yeah I quite like this one it has a nice uh, there was definitely some flavour to it I could definitely yes. taste the grape, you know, I could taste grapefruit from it. Mm. And Deville's always good for mm. uh, fucking you up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I do like this one. It does have a lot of flavour, it's very typically Belgium. 9.5% this one, I believe. But yes, very nice. Mm. Yes, as I said, nice, uh, nice flavour too. I would give this one a sticker. Yes, one. yes, I'm, I'm up for a sticker definitely for this one. As Meatloaf says, two out of three ain't bad. I am a fan of the Devals. <laughs> we may not remember this podcast, but you know, never mind. <laughs> The third doctor. He, uh, he, he, he did it. He, he wasn't too. What? Do you want to mention the silicon rod? Yeah, not that's the it. inanimate carbon rod, but the silicon rod. Yeah, one of my uh, highlights. A uh, very typical third doctor of recent. Asking uh, 
Well, it was uh, the regular area. They were asking if uh, there was anything he could do in the situation, and uh, the third doctor says, uh, "Can you pass me a silicon rod?" So uh, he passes him one over, and he just stirs his drink with it. <laughs> I did like that. I liked it even I'm more <laughs> because there was about three people, and the, and they passed it amongst each other along the line. <laughs> I love when he does stuff like that. Although he's not, doesn't seem to be up on what the uh, the organisms were, because he just called them powerful organism thing a couple of times, which was nice. Which is why he needed the other doctor's help. Yeah, they they showed him what was what. But yeah, the third doctor at one point said, uh, mind over antimatter, so to speak. Um, no, just, just no. <laughs> just don't do that. Do you like that guy? <laughs> just no. But it, it does the, the old, uh, when I say run, run. It does that routine. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. There's a place for it, but it was used very poorly in Corridors this mainly. Because yeah. <laughs> problem is, most of the time when they use it, there's there's no strategic advantage to the point when he says run. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's waiting for an opportune moment to run. Oh, he's right, just yeah. saying, when I say run, run. And it just why not just you run just say now? run. You you've not gained yourself any advantage or disadvantage by waiting those extra three seconds or something. It's the enemy hasn't turned his head or something like <laughs> that. Or when I say run, point over there. <laughs> it's just used rather ineffectually. It's just more used more of the catchphrase than something of strategic benefit. The thing that annoys me most is yeah. that he doesn't dust the top of the time rotor in the TARDIS. Is this you putting your application in for <laughs> Time Lord Assistant? I'm not going to clean it. It's my <laughs> job. The doctor should do it. I think you find it is in the uh, the contract of all time world assistants. Is that one of the rules? Yeah. In you know, for the time, it, it's pinned up against the wall. You you, you don't see it often. Because at the end, the 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 centum, uh, the dematerialization circuit, the, the time lords, for yeah. for a job well done, and. You know, so now he can travel wherever. But they send it to him on the top of the time rotor, and it's all dusty. Mm. I would be like, if I was time lords, I'd be like, no, no, you can't even clean your TARDIS. You don't get this. We're going to exile would you, you. Would you have sent him a note? Please clean this. <laughs> yes, I would have <laughs> sent him. In order to receive an important delivery. <laughs> I would have sent him a passive-aggressive note. Why not? Can't see what possibly could go wrong. But yeah, speaking of this freedom, shouldn't the others have it too? Because he got it for helping out, helping the the, the time was out apparently. So shouldn't the 
That's how doctors get it to. What, the first and second? Yeah. <coughs> well, they're in the past now. But they were in the present in their own mind. What? So shouldn't they be, be rewarded as well? They have done, but rewarded in the future when they become the third. Time travel's a tricky business. <laughs> it's hilariously fun. Speaking of time travel, yeah. <laughs> it's the second Doctor. Yeah. And what did he say when he first came into the TARDIS? Yeah. He said, been tidying up. I don't like it. Which is a variation of, I see you've been redecorating. I don't like it. And whatever else. We've had this already in the, sh in the show, haven't we? So I'm assuming it was the Brigadier or someone like that, or the Third Doctor said it to the other. Yeah, I can't remember who it was exactly. But yeah, it's an ongoing thing. Oh yeah. Anytime any but Doctor we, meet we got it again. Yeah. Nobody likes the other Doctor's uh, <laughs> no <one> movements. <laughs> yeah. Or dress sense, or <laughs> anything. Especially the Sixth. Everybody forgets about the six. What's I doing then? Or what will I be doing then? Uh, the six. They had a telepathic conference thing going off, though. Contact. Yes, they, they did. The doctors. That was interesting. Can't we have them at work? If you want. They won't work, but yeah, you can try. Well, normal ones don't work either. <laughs> well, instead of telephone conferences, you want a telepathic conference. Well, you can imagine how that would go. That would be awful. Especially if you had stray thoughts about things. Like all the time. All the time. It's like, why the fuck am I here? Listening to this crap again. <laughs> Listening to this you boss. Idiots. Why have you just repeated exactly what he said as though it's a new idea you've just come up with? <laughs> Are you saying... Well, yeah, the second Doctor had a, a rookie mistake at one point during this uh, episode when he was making the, uh, the cage thing for the antimatter. Yes. He forgot it was made of antimatter and didn't, <laughs> uh, and, and excited him instead of containing him or subduing him. That was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, and then afterwards he goes, oh, I forgot he's made of antimatter, isn't it? Yes, it was quite a key <laughs> bit of uh, this <laughs> containment field you was making for it. Yes, the antimatter <laughs> creature is made of antimatter. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned that. <laughs> I thought it might have been obvious, but apparently it needed saying. <laughs> and the second doctor brought the jelly babies out. Yes, well, he did that when we, he was on screen. I mean, yeah. as the second doctor. In black and white days, mm -hmm. he brought up jelly babies. 
Something's done it again. Yep. Because there wasn't Tom Baker that invented this. No. It was nice to see. But yes, the, the, it was the, the... Yeah, it was nice. The first doctor described him as a dandy and a clown. Do we know who was who? I'm imagining the third doctor was a dandy and the second was a clown. I'm not too sure. I've thought about this a while. I could easily <laughs> describe either and ask both a dandy or a clown. No, I, I would definitely say as the third doctor was a dandy. I could easily see how the third doctor could be classed as a clown. The way he's dressed. But he's not very funny, is he? He's, he's serious and a bit of a dick, but he's not very funny. Yes, but the first Doctor didn't know it at that stage. All he had to go on was looks. Alright, and he thought, well, oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I stake my money on that. Oh, where's my money gone? <laughs> <laughs> so good job I didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? No, no, it's and get me out of this box. <laughs> get me out of this strange triangle box. <laughs> it's stupid. Is that me done? I'm fed up of acting now. Can I go? <laughs> Do you know why he was hardly in the, the four episodes? He's very ill. He was very ill, yes, quite correct. So I probably shouldn't be taking piss. We're not going to stop now, are we? Yeah. Um, oh yes, the, the second Doctor. Yeah, there was a good bit when uh, he was explaining why he couldn't contact the uh, Time Lords. Um, was it to the beginning? I think it was. Might have been Benton. One or two. Well, anyway, saying it, he couldn't contact the Time Lords, and basically it is now up to me, and me, and me. Which I like. Oh, cool. Yes, they always have fun with pronouns in these multi-doctor stories. Just another autobiography time. Fun with pronouns. Uh, yeah, I love the second and third Doctor's bickering. That was fun. It's always going to be fun with them to win. Yeah. Well, with any adopters in. Together. Yes. I was trying to think if there was. No, I was still. My, my two least favourites. I would still like to see in a room bigger. About first and sixth. As I said, my two <laughs> least favourites. <laughs> Yeah, that's them, basically. Thanks. Or, yeah, maybe, um, or maybe Paul McGowan, he's my least favourite. And then... Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then in the uh, the TARDIS, when uh, the second Doctor was playing with the scanner and controls, it's just not responsive at all. Nothing happens or syncs up with what's happening on screen. He's playing and pressing all these buttons. Oh, look at that. And then there's... 
There's just nothing happening on screen at all whatsoever. He should. And then five minutes later, a little squiggle comes on and he plays a bit more and nothing, and then nothing, yeah. and I'm just squiggling. And what? It's obviously from Google Play and he's just trying to play any game ever. Why can't the first doctor appear on my TV and give me advice? Because that will be back in the first law of time shall Is it? that another first law of time? Yeah. Because you are the next doctor. Oh, right. As we've established. That's awesome. You just don't know it yet? I don't reason. know much. But so, the, so the other doctors, they were just walking around Earth before they regenerated into themselves. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> why is, why do people keep referring to the first doctor as the most intelligent? Does that mean the doctor gets stupider with age? Which probably is what right? That that's in line with uh, yes. It what? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's not like well, the second and third are, are really old. They're just no. like slightly. It older. might be different with time ones. But they forget stuff, and they the way they think about things is different. Mm. Yeah. Well. No. No, no, no. So I think he's got a more analytical mind than the second Doctor has with his playfulness and and the third with his stubbornness. Stubbornness is right, yes. Whereas the first is Fresh Out of Gallifrey. And Which is another autobiography title. Fresh Out of Gallifrey. Uh but yes, and then the second doctor says about the first, I've always had a great respect for his advice. Always? Or even when you were the first doctor, you had respect for your own advice? Well, only when he turned into the second. <laughs> All the advice that he gave was the first. Actually, that would make sense. He, yeah, that's probably the only time he's had respect for his own advice was when he was the first off. So we've got so much to say about Joe. Let's just uh, have three things. Well, Joe's just there then. But to be honest, he hasn't done much recently for a few episodes. And the three doctors, she's not really going to do much in that, is she? No. It's going to be all about the doctors. But she did make the tea. Mm. And I really wish we'd done a tea count at some point. Because <laughs> I'm sure we'd be way ahead of caves at this point. Possible. And a doctor holding a gun count. Yes. But at least uh, Joe is, seems to be getting a bit more intelligent recently, rather than just asking questions and That's stuff like that. She did seem to know what a controlled superluminal emission was. 
That's true. Without yeah. question. Was that the bit where they were looking at the slide type things? Mm -hmm. And they were like, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that means? And she was, it means Charles Hospital night. Yeah. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> Plus she also had the idea about the second and third doctors teaming up to create a door. Yep, she did do that. Which was nice. Mm -hmm. And she wore a lot of blue. Well, yeah. Let's just, just put that in the neutral column. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did, uh, moving on to the Brigadier. Yes. Uh, there was a bit of conversation with the uh, second doctor that night. He, uh, he saw the second doctor and he uh, looked at him and goes, Oh no. And that second doctor turns out and goes, Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Brigadier also describes the two doctors as wonderful chap, both of them. Which will be another ongoing recurring thing. And he made his first visit to the TARDIS, as I mentioned. Yay. And he wasn't impressed with the funds he was spending units, money on building this TARDIS, apparently. Well, yeah, that's probably why everyone's yeah. like... <laughs> so this is what you've been doing with my money. <laughs> How do you do it? Magic tricks? Mirrors? Magic tricks? Magic trick mirrors? <laughs> so, it wasn't all that odd or impressed, was it? No. Plus, he also thought the Doctor used the TARDIS to change his appearance. Back to the second, because he's insane. Yeah, apparently anti-matter creatures is fine for the Brigadier, but changing your appearance, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Speaking of the Brigadier, mm. you need... Oh, that crap team. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else then. Which wouldn't be entirely connected. So what about unit then now? Well, even the Brigadier is annoyed about unit not having a secret base. But then, it, it actually has his name on the sign. So, that's secret. Well, maybe he wants that one and the secret one. He wants all signs. I'll not sign the secret one. I'll just have well, it. I'm not gonna give, I'm gonna buy it if he's not if he's not gonna sign it. Maybe he already has a secret one and this is just his rules. He's pretending he hasn't got a secret one. Brigadier's always doing ruses. Mm. Or ruselay, as it called. Or ruselay. Ruselay. Yep. I used to know someone called Ruselay. Yep, okay now. The, the base, the unit base, when it was travelling in, you know, over the black hole, yeah. or small or whatever, it reminded me of Count Dracula's castle when it was travelling in time. I can't remember. So I mentioned that. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember it. I can't remember Count Dracula travelling through time. Uh. <laughs> 
there was one bit where we might have thought Benton, um, Benton's tactics were better. Yeah, Joe, uh, I can't remember what it was now. I, they were doing something and, uh, oh yes, it was when the, uh, the Flans were attacking. They, they were attacking in formation and it looked like they had a, a strategic advantage. And Joe was saying, well, let's hope Sergeant Benton's tactics are better. And then we cut to unit tubes running in front of machine guns. Because <laughs> they'd rather die than be in unit. <laughs> you can appreciate that, can't Yeah. <laughs> so that's a no then, Joe. Yeah, she was like, uh, maybe Benton's character, uh, tactics are better. Yeah. But it was also Benton's first visit to the Taurus. Yes. The Taurus. He took it slightly better than the Brigadier. And he didn't go freaking out when he came, when he came out again. Was it, yeah, this is weird. Pretty much what I expect from the Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Not even going to question it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff that happens. Yeah. Well, this is normal. However, cool. <laughs> Benton did have to you know, sort of keep an eye on the volatile creature. And threw a chewing gum wrapper at it. And that, yeah, that's. Don't do that with crazy things. Don't throw metal things at energy things. Yes. Just don't throw metal things, might help. <laughs> throw the chewing gum at it. I'd be fine with that. Don't throw the wrapper at it. <laughs> yeah, might want chewing gum. <laughs> throw the paper at it. That's fine. Not the metal wrapper. No. It's, yeah, it's not going like that. Might give him a toothpick. Yeah, so uh, Benton seemed to be a bit more clued on than the Brigadier uh, was. Why was Yates in this? Yates wasn't in this. Yeah, why? Because uh, stuff happened. Or oh, Evans. <laughs> Uh, so you've got something to say about the uh, gamekeeper? The, uh... Yeah, and he's another country pumpkin in fucking third Doctor story. <laughs> How many fucking are there? Although at least he's different in that he goes through a black hole. It was the star of the show for me. Was he? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, much better than the second Doctor. <laughs> he stole the show. <laughs> Telling you. He did not steal the show. His wife obviously stole the show. His wife did not steal the show. I can't remember why, but she said to one of the unit officers, it's not chemicals, is it? Yeah. Everything's chemicals, you stupid woman. Should look at Gordon Kay to come over and do that. Some quotes this time. Oh, yeah, there weren't any caves, were there? No. 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 No, I didn't notice any caves. No one said Doctor Who, so that's the main thing. Mm. So, yes, quotes then. Quotes. My quote is with the second Doctor involved, and it is quite amusing and goes thusly. All this exists because you have willed singularity to create it all for you. Exactly. I say, you mean all you've got to do is to think of a thing. Grab your magic lamp over there and shall me gallop me zoop there it is. That's jolly clever. That's jolly clever. 
Are you sure that you and he are of the same intelligence? You couldn't run me up a quick recorder, could you? It's a little thing about this long withholding. I will tell you of the task that Well, it's not much to ask a small recorder. Silence! Please ignore him. Just ignore him. He's incorrigibly frivolous. Just because you're not musical. And mine is with the star of the show. The aforementioned gamekeeper and his wife <laughs> talking at the end of the show and goes thus. And where do you think you've been, Arthur Hollis? I've been worried sick about you, I have. Everybody's been searching. Where have you been? Soldiers looking for you? You didn't come home for your dinner? Well? You'd never believe me, woman. Supper ready? Excellent. So, final thoughts. Um, this was a really good episode. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? What was that about? Mm. <laughs> I do miss the second Doctor, though. I was quite happy to sit down and watch this all in one sitting. Without a break. Yeah, I watched, uh, yeah. Well, we did, didn't we? Twice. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I did twice. But at least with the second Doctor, he's... Mm angry, he can be angry and funny mm. and not just serious like the third. Now, but now, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, mm. you know, getting at the third doctor because he's good. It's just, it doesn't help that he hasn't had any good stories for ages. It's not his fault, though. Yeah. He's been good, but his stories haven't. Well, we haven't. And Jill hasn't done much. But it's a shame the first wasn't in this very much. Hmm. It would have been quite nice to see the three of them argue. But we're never going to see yeah. the real first Doctor in a multi-part Doctor mm. story. Or a multi-Doctor story. Yeah. As nice as it was to see him, mean, he didn't put in a good appearance. No. It would have been nice to see him properly on character and yeah, I'm getting irritated with the both of them, because let's face it, that's what would have happened. Yeah. So next time, I'm going to be doing Carnival of Monsters. Carnival of Monsters? Yes. Uh, and our end quote goes a little bit something like this. I asked you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you can even do that one simple thing. And that was Rob Webster. Ross Webster. Not Rob Webster. <laughs> Ross Webster. Of Superman 3. It, it was indeed. Discussion concluded. Let's toss, shall we?